Ah, yes, it's that time, isn't it? Lions football just about to start. The NFL season just about to get underway. And here we are. 53-man roster has been released. The final cuts have been made. And the opening kickoff to the NFL's regular season and the Detroit Lions' regular season is just around the corner. With that, welcome to the Lions' 53-man roster preview here on the Tom Green Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, just talking sports, talking Detroit sports, hoping to have guests on the show, and and just living life every day that I can. So welcome to the Tom Green Podcast. Lions' 53-man roster and a Chiefs preview. Because Thursday night is the Chiefs game, and most of you will have listened to this beforehand. Guaranteed release of Thursday morning. Some of you will have listened to it on Wednesday night when I'm recording this. So, welcome to the show, and please leave me your thoughts in the comments, either on Facebook or on Twitter. Would really appreciate that. So, nonetheless, let's not waste any time and get right to the 53-man preview. This is from Justin Rogers of the Detroit News. Uh, I'm reading this article on the air. Justin, you're welcome on the show at any time as well. Shout-outs to Tim Twentyman and Danny Rogers as well, who I've met through uh, social media as well as being at Lions games. Anthony Bellino, hope to have him on the show at some point during the season as well. Great Lions hosts. So, uh, the Detroit Lions have established the team's initial 53-man roster for the 2023 season. And I will read you the results followed by a list of players who are cut to achieve the end product, according to this article. 53-man roster. Here we go. Well, we're going to do some analysis as well as we do this. So quarterbacks, we have two. Jared Goff, obvious choice, and Teddy Bridgewater, solid backup. I've talked about that on a prior Detroit Sports Week where Teddy Bridgewater was a solid backup, not someone I would depend on to get to the Super Bowl, but somebody that I can depend on to win a game when I need it. Running backs, uh, the draft pick, Jameer Gibbs, solid pick. David Montgomery, former Bear. Jason Cabinda, who has shined in the preseason. So you have a solid running back core as well. Not, no huge star names there, but guys that get the job done. And that's kind of who Dan Campbell is. He wants guys that get the job done. And that's and these guys are proven that are going to get the job done. So, so far, success. Wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown, who came out of nowhere last year and the year before that. Uh, Khalif Raymond, who has primarily been a returner, uh, punt and kick returner, uh, makes the wide receiver core. Marvin Jones, who was a return from Jacksonville, who was formerly a Detroit Lion. Josh Reynolds, who came from the Rams a couple of seasons ago with Goff, of course a little bit later. And Antoine Green, not related to me, but except if he does good. So your wide receiver core, again, not A-listers. Some people would consider Amon Ra to be an A-lister, and I can understand that. But again, guys that get the job done, and that's really all you need to succeed. Just remember the 2004 Pistons. Now, I'm not necessarily comparing this exact team to the 2004 Pistons, but were they all all-stars? They certainly were not. But did they win the title and get the job done? Oh, hell yes, they did. And anything is possible in the NFL because of parity. So I'm not saying, oh, these are the 2004 Pistons. But again, 
You're looking at guys that are getting the job done, and it's been proven before that getting the job done can win. That's what I'm saying. Tight end, Sam Laporta, Brock Wright, and James Mitchell. Again, same thing. Nobody that I'm saying, A-lister MVP candidate. But guys that get the job done. Offensive line, Taylor Decker, a returner, Penny Sewell, the draft pick from a couple seasons ago, Jonah Jackson. Uh, Vitae, I'm not going to even say his first name. Uh, no disrespect there. Frank Ragnow, center, Graham Glasgow. Uh, former Michigan product, Matt Nelson and Corby Sorsdahl. Again, guys get the job done. Vitae was a member of the Eagles Super Bowl team uh, that de- defeated the Patriots. So you have experience there. And now we go to the defense. <clears throat> Defensive line, Aiden Hutchinson. We all know about Aiden Hutchinson. In fact, that's probably the first A-lister I have noted on this, on this roster. Goff, maybe, because he's been to a Super Bowl as well. Vitae. Okay, been to a Super Bowl as well. But again, guys that you don't necessarily think top of the crop, but this team with the attitude that they are going to have may very well be top of the crop. Off to more of the defensive line. Charles Harris, Josh Pascal, uh, John Kaminsky, Romeo Aquara, Owen McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, Benito Jones, Levi Onwazurki, and Broderick Martin are your defensive line um, <clears throat> defensive linemen, uh, linebackers, Alex Anzalone, returner, Jack Campbell, returner, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State, Derek Barnes, Jalen Reeves, Mabin, James Houston, Anthony Pittman, and Julian Aquara. So Romeo and Julian both make the squad. Romeo, I had some questions about, especially in the first preseason game against the Giants when he made a couple of pivotal errors there early in the game, but he was able to make up for himself. Good for him. Uh, defensive backs. You got Cam Sutton, Jerry Jacobs, Brian Branch, Stephen Gilmore. Not Stephon Gilmore. Stephen Gilmore. Will Harris, Khalil Dorsey, Kirby Joseph. Uh, big acquisition, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Tracy Walker. You've had to Milifanu and Emmanuel Mosley. Again, C.J. G.J. is the guy that sticks out here. He did have an injury early in the preseason, but it seems to me that that... Uh, has healed, and he should be good to go, or so we think. Uh, let's see, specialist Jack Fox, not a surprise there, Riley Patterson, Scott Daly, and your exemptions, uh, injured reserve Nate Sudfeld, who I'm surprised that they kept. Shane Zilstra, non-football injury Hendon Hooker, of course the draft pick out of Tennessee that Detroit really heralded uh, later in the draft. Uh, Jamison Williams, of course, suspended for the first six games because of the uh, gamble gate, I guess we'll call it. I talked about that in an earlier show of how stupid it was that he can't seek treatment at the Lions team facility simply because he's suspended for something that most all of us do. I mean, now, maybe that's a little, that maybe that's exaggerating it a little bit, but if you're big into sports, and you got a little money like I do, you're going to use some of it on some games. As long as you're not working them, don't matter. Jamison Williams bet on a college game at the team facility. At team hotel, I mean. Sorry. Team hotel. It was a college game he wasn't a part of. 
and they're giving him a six-game suspension for that. Sudfeld, I think, really struggled in the preseason. I was very surprised that they kept him on injured reserve. It's not a horrible idea to have a backup quarterback. In fact, the NFL has uh, assigned now that you can only carry two quarterbacks, and you can carry a third emergency quarterback, but the emergency quarterback can only come in in an emergency. He can't come in because QB1 and QB2 are doing doing terrible. If QB1 or QB2 can come back into the game, they can come back into the game and QB3 must sit. Okay? So that's kind of where I see it here. So again, you have a solid lineup of a couple A-listers and mostly B-listers. But guess what? It gets the job done. B's get degrees. C's get degrees. This is a lineup that I can trust. And for the first time in a lot of years, a lot of people are saying that because this team is well-coached, this team is finally becoming well-balanced, and this team looks to to contend. And this is not just me being a delusional Lions fan saying, oh, they're going to contend just because they're the Lions. No, they're going to contend because they have talent. Not A-list talent, but talent. A lot of those teams that we thought of the past lacked that talent. A lot of those teams also lacked the coaching. This, Brad Holmes and the Dan Campbell era, have seemed to have corrected this problem. Now, we saw it in the second half of last year in most games that, even though they mattered mathematically and the Lions treated it as such, they ended up not mattering because of the loss to Carolina on Christmas Eve. Okay? So... Now we're going to see this roster in games that will really matter towards the playoff picture. And and again, I'm not saying that last year's second half didn't matter. That's not the point. The point is the pressure seemed to be a lot more off, and so the Lions responded by winning all those games and nearly finding themselves in the playoffs. And it would have been great for Detroit. But I also think a lot of the same old Lions folks would have tried to make it a same old Lions story because, let's face it, the Seahawks faced San Francisco in round one last year and got walloped. I do think that if Detroit were to have made the playoffs last year, they would have gotten walloped by San Francisco. It would have been fun to see, but it wouldn't have been fun to see them get walloped. Let me tell you that. So there's your so there's your roster preview among those that were cut, according to Justin Rogers, uh, released Christian Covington, Daryl Daniels, Bobby Hart, Jermaine Ifedi, Jason Moore, Divine Ozebo, Craig Reynolds, and Benny Snell. Benny Snell was cut. So there's a few of the cuts. Uh, special thanks to Justin Rogers. Uh, Use that article, and he is welcome on the show at any time. So there's that. Uh, as far as the schedule, and we'll dive into it, I've talked all this positive vibes, positive juju, and I really hope that it happens. It comes to fruition. But the reality sets in when you see that the Lions are playing the Chiefs to open the season for all 32 NFL teams on NBC. The first time the Lions have visited Gay Hot Field at Arrowhead Stadium since 2003. 
Last I checked, Priest Holmes was a member of that Kansas City team in 2003. Yeah. It's been that long since Detroit's played in Kansas City. That's going to be a tough game. Seattle right next up is also going to be a tough game because Seattle has had Detroit's number since the LOB, the Legion of Boom in Seattle. Seattle has had Detroit's number when Chancellor batted the ball out of the end zone. This time Seattle beat Detroit at home, uh, in Detroit that is, and made the playoffs virtually because of it. So this may be an unpopular opinion coming from myself, but I truly think that Detroit is going to start this season 0-2. The writing's there. I mean, the Chiefs, even Sands, Kelsey, and Chris Jones, are still the champs. They're the champs until they lose, until they get knocked out. I certainly hope I'm wrong. I really do. But I sense a two-score victory tomorrow by the Chiefs. Chiefs a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me Chiefs 20, Chiefs 28, Lions 17. I sense a two-score victory by the Chiefs. And a lot of Lions fans are going to be wondering, where was these brand-new Lions? Weren't they supposed to be the brand-new Lions? Newsflash. They will still be the brand-new Lions, okay? What I'm saying is, this schedule tells me it's not going to come easy to start. Nor should it come easy to start. It hasn't been easy from the get-go since Campbell took over. And he knows it. He's telling his team that, okay? So what I'm saying is, this team may very well start 0-2. But I have this team winning 11 or 12 games. So as far as the betting goes, if if you see a line of... Ten and a half or less, take the over. Because after the Chiefs and the Seahawks, you have the Falcons. Desmond Ritter is their starting quarterback. Proven in college, not so much in the NFL. Give me a win there. Uh, let's see. Falcons. Or, yeah, oh, no, I already talked about the Falcons. At the Packers. That's a very winnable game because Jordan Love is your starting quarterback. I have no love for Love or the Packers ever. Give me the Lions there. Panthers. Bryce Young is their starting quarterback. They have a coach now, Frank Reich. But they don't have much more than just Bryce Young. So, big yikes. Give me the Lions there. At the Bucks, NFC South is trash. I said it. They're trash. I think the Saints win that division by default. Because who else is there? Bucks at Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles and not a lot else. Give me the Lions there. At the Ravens, that's where I see a loss, okay? John Harbaugh's team is always well coached. Lamar Jackson, Justin Ducker making a kick from 68 yards in Detroit. I do see Baltimore winning that game, okay? So there's so there's vulnerability, just like every NFL team except the 1972 Dolphins. Vulnerability somewhere. 2007 Patriots, unfortunately, their vulnerability came in the Super Bowl. So, give me the Ravens here. Monday Night Football in Detroit. That's going to be an electric atmosphere against the Las Vegas Raiders. Lions should win by three scores there. Chargers, a game that in the spread they shouldn't win, but in our hearts they should. 
because Brandon Staley and uh, Justin Herbert are overrated. Overrated AF, I shall say. Give me the Lions by two scores. Uh, home to the Bears. I think the Bears are improved from last year, but not necessarily to the point where they're going to be challenging for the division. Give me the Lions there. Uh, Packers on Thanksgiving. Crowd's going to be electric. Give me the Lions there. Uh, Saints, this is the one where I kind of flip-flopped because, like I said, I think the Saints are going to win the division by default. In New Orleans, that's going to be a very tough game to play. Uh, I will say the Saints for now. Uh, at Chicago, here's where things get difficult because in at Soldier Field, the Lions, even though they're a cold-weather team, aren't necessarily acclimated to playing cold-weather games plus Justin Fields. I will actually take Chicago in that matchup. So give me this. So give me Chicago there. Broncos, Lions. Um, Sean Payton is your coach. Uh, make sure not to wear a bucket hat and wear your uniform. Uh, give me the Lions there. Uh, Russell Wilson, I'm. he's just not a top 10 quarterback anymore. Uh, he'll be doing high knees on the plane going back. Sorry, Kelly in Vegas. Uh, Lions at the Vikings. It depends on what, you know, what this team or who needs what at this point. If the Lions need a win to clinch a playoff spot, I think they get the win there. I've been kind of flip-flopping about that because on record I thought they were going to lose to the Vikings once. And I'm not so sure about that now that I'm picking it game by game. But I'm going to take the Lions for now. Cowboys, well, that one will also depend on where both teams fall towards the end of the season. If the Cowboys, if the Cowboys absolutely need the win to make the playoffs and the Lions don't, I think the Cowboys win it. If both teams don't need the win, I think Detroit wins it. If both teams do need the win, I think Detroit wins it. It's just a matter of do the Cowboys need it more than the Lions. I mean, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott is not necessarily top five. In fantasy, he is. Let's be honest here. Every time I played him in DraftKings Fantasy, he's been one of the top scoring quarterbacks. So he's not terrible. But does he really fit the mold that Jerry wants? Not necessarily. Closing out the season against the Vikings, uh, give me the Lions there. So 12-5. and five. That's going to be... My official record prediction is 12 and 5 with losses to the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Bears. And I'll go ahead and say that, that I'll change my pick on one of the Vikings games and say that the Vikings will win of one of them. So 12 and 5 should be formidable for a playoff spot, definitely. The division, maybe. The possibilities are endless here. It may not be the easiest of starts, but you have something rolling here. You have a nucleus rolling. You have grit. You got hard work. You got determination. But can they finally take the next step on the field? We shall see. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Subscribe, listen, let me know what you think. Share with your friends. Maybe some of your friends will want to come on the show. We'll see. Had a great weekend in Chicago. I will talk more about that on the Detroit Weekly Show on coming this Friday during the day. 
I'll talk a little bit more about that Chicago trip. Then, as for this program, hope you've enjoyed the show, and uh, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Forward down the field, one pride. Go Lions! Thank <laughs> you.